Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Average Superstar TV. We're live. We're back for the March edition. Uh, we got a whole bunch of topics. We're going to be jumping back in my wrestling era and uh, having a, a close friend on to go all over that. That's later. We're going to be going over what's going on in movies, you know, independent. Uh, we're definitely going to be going over uh, Scream 5 and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll definitely be covering that. I got some good guests coming on. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. So I hope, I hope we're all ha uh, everyone's doing well out there. And um, hmm. also for everyone who's been keeping up, I have been steady with a film. Um, I was uh, brought aboard another someone else's project, and the trailer might drop as early as next week. Uh, that's all I can really give. I can give no other details on this, but it's going to make an impact for it's more of not the norm. This type of film is not the norm. This is a hard to style film to do. So when the opportunity for me to be a part of this project hit, uh, I had to dive right into it. <laughs> I had to dive right into that. So, uh, yeah. So. I guess going forward here, I would like to start bringing on a few of my guests here. Matt. Matt, you hearing yeah. me okay? Yeah, man. What's going on, brother? How you doing, buddy? All right, man. Cool, cool. What's been going on in your world? What's been going on in the world of Matt? <sighs> Just lucky to get a night off of work, man, to hang out with you guys. You know, <laughs> took me long enough to fight for it. Now I got it. So let's let's party, man. Let's do this. Yeah, sweet. All right, I'm back. I can hear you. Christina, awesome. Holy good, crap. Good, good to have you aboard here. So, How you doing, man? Hey, things are good. How you doing, Lacey? I'm good. How are you? Things are good. Life is good. So, good. yeah. So, um, what's what's been going on? So, going around the room here. So, Christina, for all the audience here. Yeah, I know you're you're involved with film. You're definitely uh, an effects girl. Uh, let's give a little bit of background what you do. Well, um, I'm actually a self-employed general contractor, but I'm also a freelance special effects makeup artist. So I specialize in sculpting, mold making, prosthetics, props, any anything like that. But um, yeah, I um, also have a YouTube channel, which is just PuffX. Um, where I talk about makeup, do tutorials, and um, anything Halloween horror related. So if you're into that kind of stuff, definitely a place to be. Sweet. I also know you're uh, kind of documenting because you live in a very, really unique place. <laughs> <laughs> for, yes, for, yes. for everyone who owns a home out there uh, and you think it's cool, you got to see where this girl lives. So <laughs> just do a quick... Uh, let everybody know what the cat out of the bag of what you did. Um, so yeah, um, a couple years back, me and my fiance, uh, we bought a church. <laughs> so um, we're currently still renovating it, but um, yeah, it's been a it's been a, a process, that's for sure. But it's a, it's a really cool, unique property, and honestly, it's perfect for me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's a it's a really nice place, and I cannot wait till it's finished. Honestly. <laughs> yes, I've been there and it's a uh, it's it's one of a kind. Uh, it's it, it's quite unique because I've seen people take them and turn them like into apartment complexes. But you right. just moved right in. And uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, only person that's living here is going to be me and my three cats you can see behind. Yeah, me. <laughs> one of them roaming around back there. Yeah, sweet, sweet. And cool. uh, Matt, uh, you and I met through the independent horror here and does what you do. I know. At least at the time that I first started talking to you, you were you were doing reviews for Dread Central. Yeah, I've written for Dread Central, Killer Reviews, uh, Brainwaves.com. Interestingly enough, which two out of those three are out of business now. I hope that doesn't uh, uh, give me a bad uh, you know precedent or anything like that. Currently writing right now for Zombies and Toys. It's a smaller website. Um, the guy that I write with now. Uh, he was actually the first guy to ever give me my first gig writing and setting up interviews with some, um, you know, big name stars. And uh, that's how I ended up uh, doing this thing. Been a horror fan for about 45 years. And it started on my road to depravity when my mother made me watch The Exorcist when I was six years old. So 
ever since then, it's been a steady spiral downwards, but it's one I, I, I wouldn't want to give up. So I'm digging it. I don't think I'd be able to handle that at age six. <laughs> it was tough, man. I'll tell you what, it was tough. Yes, yeah, so I, I just wasn't going to go to sleep at age six after seeing that. Oh, yeah. Would, so we progressed from that to, you know, like Trilogy of Terror, you know, it's a little Zuni fetish doll. And, you know, that's a, if you want to make a kid go to bed and stay in bed for the night, have them watch that movie. Your feet yeah. won't touch the floor. I guarantee it. Gotcha, gotcha. And you and I are diehard Point Break fans, that's for sure. And that's what I'm saying right there. You know that. <laughs> and Lacey, I met you right through the dark military as well. You yes. uh, you were you reviewed everywhere. I, I can't keep up with your pace. So give just a quick background of what you do here. Um, well, um, I I used to write for Pop War. I sometimes still do if somebody will send me a movie and I do more of the podcasting now. So I have like five different podcasts. Um, I do Skip to the Loo, which is my own show where I do interviews or drunken commentaries, um, which right now I'm kind of going through the Hellraiser franchise because I haven't seen them all. And I, I've attempted to do Bloodlines twice now, and I just got too drunk to continue. So <laughs> I think it's, it's rough. All I remember is Adam Scott in like the 1800s with a ponytail. So that's about all I remember from that movie. <laughs> and then um, I have The Summer Party Massacre, which is um, an all-female podcast where um, it's five of us females. And... We have three segments. One is girl talk, and we talk about random topics and play a game, and we make it like it's a slumber party theme. So, and then in the second act, it's pillow fight, which we debate topics each time. So, um, we've done like Freddy versus Jason. Um, the best films of 2021 was January. Uh, best horror romance was February. So, we do that. And then the third act is a feature presentation where we pick a movie and we review it. So, um, that's for that one. And then cut to the chase, which is the main one where, um, I interview or not interview, but, um, review any type of genre movie right now. We're doing the Batman movies. So, yeah. And Don't we have I a Batman out now? <laughs> Did that actually come out yet? Uh, going to see tomorrow. Um, okay. So that's, that's, that's this weekend, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's weird because I could see anybody in the Batman outfit, but I can't picture this guy as Bruce Wayne at all. You are so ridiculous. Like, oh, get God. over Twilight. Get over Twilight. Get over it. No. <laughs> he can act. No. Like, have you I'm, not seen? Um, he's this. Uh, he's soft. I just didn't he was, see the guy. He, no. he was good in the lighthouse. I'll give him that. The lighthouse was really good. So like, I, I can't say William the guy for that. Yeah. Is that with William Defoe? He was in Harry yeah. Potter Goblet of Fire way before he ever did Twilight. So just saying. <laughs> Vampires aren't supposed to sparkle. <laughs> hey, you know I what? Don't have, to, I don't want the Santa Carla boys to show up up there. And, 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 there you go. Of, exactly. He made him a lot of money. So I'm sure he's not crying too bad about people commenting about it. So. Yeah, he'll be okay. Yeah, he's the Batman. Yeah. Oh. Overall, uh, one of the topics I brought up my last show are horror, horror movie fan suckers. So <laughs> one, one of the biggest things about that is obviously, you know, independent film guy, that, that is me. I go to every convention. Hey, we're about to start convention season this weekend. Uh, P Pennsylvania Horror Cons this weekend. Following mm -hmm. weekend's Monster Mania. One just went down in Texas. So we're, we're here and we have this really great community. But I just wonder over the course of the last 10 years, the fans, are they just eating, basically eating shit, eating bad scripts, mm -hmm. eating bad studios that don't understand our audience mm -hmm. out there between, you know, Halloween Kills, Scream 5, which we'll get to shortly, uh, th this past um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Did you feel those those films were done by horror movie people? Uh, Scream 5 definitely was done. Or, well, it's not even Scream 5. It's Scream. Um, yeah, what is it? Is it a remake or is it 5? Like, I don't understand the, why they just made it Scream. <laughs> no, no, the thing is, like, Scream has Scream has always, the franchise Scream has always been so much well aware of, you know, the genre of which it derives from, right? So it's kind of making fun of, you know, like Halloween redoing it, like 2018. So like, it's kind of just a play 
on that. It's making fun of like that I feel. So it's not to be like confused with like, that's why that's not a part five because it's just kind of making fun of like the fact that Halloween just went back and was like, now it's just Halloween again, you know? So it's but everything in that movie backtracks to the first one. Yeah. So, it's like, yes. it's almost like the first one. Yeah. Well, that's, like, that's, that's the point. It's a, but it still references all the other ones in between. There's so many Easter eggs in the film. Like when Ghostface calls the very first girl, um, he references his name is Charlie, which was the killer in part four. Spoiler, if you haven't seen fucking four, it's been out for over a decade. Go watch it. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like it's it's very self-referential and um, the guy's name is Charlie. And it just has like all these hidden Easter eggs. And if you're a real fan of the franchise, I feel like you'll love this movie. Like if it's not something like you live and breathe like me, which I'm a little bit of a nut about it. So um, I catch all of these things, you know, so. Right. Gotcha. Well, let's let's save that for, for a little bit. Let's get let's jump into the, uh, this Texas Chainsaw Massacre just went by. Uh -oh. Everyone, everyone saw this. Ha <laughs> ha! The only leather face that ma matters. <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, uh, one of the biggest things I think lacking for the horror movie fan when you go to a convention, one of the things you would want to do is like. You want to meet Danielle Harris because I believe you could get behind Jamie Lloyd. Here's this, you know, 11-year-old girl being chased by a killer. I could root for her. Uh, Tommy Jarvis in, in Friday the 13th. Kid, like, yo, I could root for this guy. The Nancy and the Elm Street kids, from, especially from the third and fourth one, I could get behind. Mm -hmm. This last film with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre... There wasn't one character I liked. The only thing I popped for was like Lieutenant Gorman from Aliens was one of the cops. I was like, ah, it's Gorman. But other than that, I had no care and for any of those characters. I think it was written by someone who was far right and really wanted to see all the all the whiny left people get get this shut up already. Like <laughs> that's what I thought was written there. But I think for a horror movie. You got to get behind some of the characters. And I didn't like anybody. I just thought it was Leatherface fighting Tegan and Sarah is, is all I got. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then here comes the hiccup of, oh, Laurie Strode. We'll just bring we'll just bring this girl back to, uh, you know, can't fight when she's 30 years old, but she could fight when she's 70. Yeah. We'll, we'll give her a shotgun. I was like, okay, uh, this – I know I just threw a lot out there. Comments. Yeah. Um, I personally am a huge Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. Um, but yeah, the remake, I mean, I'll, I'll give it some credit. You know, I do like that it was um, it was really fast paced. It got to the point really quickly. But the whole millennial aspect of it was like it's like they're just remaking once again films to please the audience of this new generation. And honestly, it's there needs to be time when you just got to say no, <laughs> you know, and just stop. And I just feel like Hollywood is dying in this aspect. Like, it's just like, they, they don't, they don't know how to recreate or make anything creative anymore. Um, but that movie, you know, I didn't hate it, but it, it's just one of them things. It's like in another 10 years, they're going to make another one. You know, it's just like, it's just going to keep going to please the next generation. And I'm guessing the numbers did good. So to, to Netflix, we did good. Yeah. Hey, and, I'm not going to lie. I watched it. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch it on Netflix because I don't even have Netflix anymore. But I watched it. I found it. <laughs> like, the only character I liked was Leatherface. Yeah. But what are we led to believe here? Was Did the first one happen and the hitchhiker gets hit by a car and what? He just went to this town and hung out with, was that supposed to be his mom? Or 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 caregiver? No, it's and his foster where... mom. It's his foster mom, right? Am I wrong? I, I'm guessing yeah, she's, one of, she's one of the random orphanage like, or something like that. Or yeah, he, yeah, you know, yeah. He got sent to an orphanage, so and yeah. she's been kind of like yeah. protecting him ever since. And yeah. like it's her baby boy. But so did he leave the orphanage and end up in the house, and then went back to the orphanage or, or back with her? Is that is that what we're supposed to be looking at as no. the viewer? 
I yeah. think that house. I think that house was supposed to be the orphanage, actually, yeah. if, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's a dying town, and they're like the last two there, yeah. and they were supposed to yeah. have left, and that's why, you know, they're transporting them out when uh, the millennials get there. Or, well, is it <laughs> are they millennials or are they like Gen Gen Zs or something like that or whatever the hell yeah, they are? I, I, I don't, don't even know. I'm a millennial. I can't even I keep guess. up with the time. They were Portland. That's Come what on. I said. That, that was Portland, <laughs> Oregon. That's what that, that's what showed. <laughs> no, was that? Was it, this wasn't even filmed in Texas, wasn't it? Filmed in like um, no, yeah. some like out of the country. I'm pretty sure. I don't know where. I know it wasn't Texas, it was, but it I, I also, Barcelona. I, maybe Brazil. I don't know. It started with a B, I think. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, but it's, it's not Texas. <laughs> it's all about ta it's all about tax breaks. So that part, yep. I get, But yeah, that little know. town looked like a Universal Studios backlot. Basically, it's kind of what it looked like. It really yeah. did. It was so small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the whole the, location I didn't really like either, you know, yeah, like it was, was like right in town. Different. Like, you didn't know that he was like right next door, like the mechanic guy. Like you didn't know Leatherface was like right next door to you this whole time. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm guessing that, he was calm, though. Like he had no reason to act up. You I know? guess. And, and then like, yo, you threw my mom out of the house. Oh, she just <laughs> died in front of my arms. We got a problem. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and they have this big ass bus that like just goes down like one street to like. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's like completely ridiculous <laughs> yeah i mean you know the funny thing is that's what I, I noticed about when i was reading online um seeing a lot of people's reactions like i said set aside from you know halloween kills everybody just kind of looked at it as okay that was stupid uh you know scream fives five i'm sorry the new scream whatever you want to call it people dug it it was what it was but this movie the new texas chainsaw people were getting angry. You either liked it or you hated it and you were a piece of shit because you hated it. It's just, it was very strange. People took a very hard line stance. And that's why I said what, what Lauren said earlier about, are we suckers? I think people, this was almost like the tipping point. This is kind of where it got everybody saying, look, if you like this, you better get used to it. Cause this is probably the shit they're going to be feeding us for a while from now on. Yeah. yeah, and that 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 crossed every checked every box of today's politically yeah. world. Every box, like across the board, you, know, you can mm -hmm. just like Halloween Kills, same exact thing, the right. same exact thing. Yep. Well, I I think it's important to note that the reason that we're like having this conversation is we did just get two sequels. I'll call them sequels, um, back to back um, with big releases, Netflix and like obviously theater, right? We haven't had that moment of a horror movie. And then before, prior to that, the big release was Halloween Kills. So, I mean, it's, and then Chucky for TV, I guess, you know, so we're getting all of the franchises. So that's why there's such a conversation in regards to, you know, it, are we suckers for horror? Like, because there is other stuff out there. You just have to go look for it. Like if, if you're sick of the franchises and you don't want to watch it, you don't have to, but there are people that, you know, like live and breathe the Texas chainsaw. They live and breathe scream. Um, you know, like, so I, I wouldn't say we're suckers. It's just what we enjoy. Um, and what, it, it, without a doubt, I'm, I, I totally get that. But my, my whole thing is if they're, if the output is like this, like what, but, I mean, what you... take Jordan Pill for instance. When he comes out, like it's the same thing. People either love or hate his shit. So, like, it doesn't matter whether it's a franchise or not. It's just right now it's so focused in on that because that's the big four releases that we've got recently. But I guarantee you, as soon as we see Nope come out, it's going to be very divisive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and I, I guarantee you, it's probably original. But this is what was so funny about it. The fact is you're reading reviews for the new Texas Chainsaw. People are getting so angry about it. It's horrible. The acting sucks. Okay, back it up just a second. Think about the title of the movie that you're watching. If you want fucking On Golden Pond or one of the other Oscar winners, you're looking at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Thank you, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Thank you. You're not looking for, yeah. It, it's just, come on, relax. Just turn the brain off for a little while. Watch some people getting sliced up. And that's, you know, you're going to have a good time with it. Man, yeah. I don't know what Leatherface or even Michael Myers have left to say at this point <laughs> without being put away for a good no. 10 years. I don't yeah. I don't know what, what else you could – like, there's only so much I think you could jerk people around where, like, especially this last Halloween, like, we're just going to cut the timeline to here. So everything you saw after this doesn't matter. And, like, I, I, I just think – I think that's, a, that's rather insulting because we're, we're so diehard into these films, like – you know, <laughs> right. 
Well, has Michael Myers or Leatherface ever uttered a word? No, but if they ever did, I'll throw <laughs> myself off a bridge. I don't want to hear it. Like, I, that, like, you can't break that well, one. It, it would be something new. <laughs> That's probably That's a good thing. They <laughs> <laughs> definitely ruined. I think it the only. Uh, I think the only thing that any Michael Myers ever said was Rob Zombie's Michael Myers. He said "die" when he was killing oh. uh, killing Loomis in the Halloween Two, but that Didn't was kind of more like a grunt. Yeah, he, but yeah, he yelled it like a grunt. He was like, die! you know, it wasn't much more than that. But these guys aren't right that, you know, articulate with their, you know, it's, it's yep. crazy how it works. It, 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 still, it makes me nervous, too, like when the Friday 13th finally, when, whenever that happens or when Freddy comes back, it's going to be like cool because they've been shelved for so long. So as, as fans, we want to see them again. But I get nervous that like Paramount or New Line, like, hey. Here's what we got this year. We got the new Tom Hanks movie, this comedy movie, another fast film, and a Friday the 13th. And you, comedy writer, write all this. It, it, like, like that's, that's the stuff I get nervous with because it's like I don't think they tribute the fans. I just think they just look at, well, Jason, you know, lost his mother. Or he's this deformed kid. And, okay, I got it. I'll take it from there. Like, eh. I, I, get, I get scared. I no, know. I can get behind a Pamela Voorhees origin movie to where Me it like up into the first film. I could get totally behind that. I'm behind that, and I always said I think it'd be kind of cool to see Jason what what happened to him like after he saw his mom uh, up to like the second. If we do, who knows if there was someone taking care of him? Like you could write a whole side story of that. Well, you kind of get that in the reboot of 2009, but like it's just briefly explored. But I would, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It was funny because I was just discussing this with my wife last night. She was watching uh, uh, some new show or, or old show that's on HBO and has Danny, Danny McBride in it, who I really enjoy. He's a funny guy. And I told her, I says, you know what? Some guys shouldn't be tiptoeing where they no. shouldn't be, you know, yeah, sticking their nose. That's not his department. Yeah. And, and exactly. With him and the writing in the new Halloween movies, just stay. stay. Well, I hate this term. <laughs> I hate this term. Stay in your lane. But he really needs to do that because he's got no business, you know penning these these movies it's not it's not working out yeah 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 danny's great but yeah he shouldn't be yeah it's not i i just think they like that like oh we got this a-list guy you know writing it but like it doesn't mean you know and he very well may have been a fan all his life of the movies but still it's it's you know you didn't can, he you write alien covenant, covenant and that was just beyond horrible yeah yeah oh yeah as you slap the franchise in the face at the end of that with right. every movie is about nothing can get off the planet and then you spit on it, you know? Right. So yeah. it's crazy like that. So the lace, let's get into Scream 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, I, I got my cheerleading outfit on here. So I could I could totally tell. I could well, totally I mean, I have tell. a jack, I have a letterman jacket too, but I thought that'd be too over the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me, I'll give you a, uh, listen, when 1991 hit, Matt, you definitely remember this. We had a whole good 10 years of some of the best horror movies before that. I mean, we, it was just ridiculous. You're at the video store every single day. Absolutely. And, and by 91, Michael Myers, like it was over. Like, 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 well, it stopped at five back then. Jason yeah. was you know, going to Manhattan. Freddy was part five, and it was in the toilet. So by 91, I'd say we got Candyman, and then we kind of had a good five years of really what was in there. You know, we, we were all, yeah. the hell ra all the Hellraisers went straight to video and all that. Yep. So when Scream hit, that was the rebirth. Right. It's, all, it's all it was, and, and, and Scream mattered a lot. And it was kind of cool to see, like, Oh, you're not some guy that got hit by a bolt of lightning. No, you're not a curse. You're just a human being. Well, here's your motives. And that was awesome. And, you know, I, I love Scream. And I thought it woke everything back up. And then here came, you know, I know what you did last summer. All Right to the ring, right into, you know, the grudge, everything. So when they made the second Scream, a lot of some people were off the wagon. I was right with it. I was like, I like Scream too. I, 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 I like Mickey. I like Mrs. Loomis. Uh, I thought the, one of the worst things that's ever happened in horror movie franchise history was letting Randy die. 
yeah, I think I think that too. Ever since yeah. James Kennedy died, it was yeah, like- yeah, yeah. I just thought his character was great, but I also understood if you really look at who was ex- like one of these guys, one of these people had to die. Courtney Cox and David Arquette were in the news every day. Yeah, he, he had he had to be the one to go, but yeah, but I'm I'm right with you, yeah. So and then even the third one. People were off the wagon there a whole lot more. I liked it. I liked the whole idea with the brother and Roman. I thought I thought it needed that last hit to put the nail in the coffin of like, wow, what what a series. When Scream 4 hit, it literally had give me the paycheck written all over it. I didn't think there was any 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 heart into that at all. The idea that I have a relative that's jealous and wants to spot. I, I was like, this is, this is beyond overkill. And when, when they even announced scream five, I was, I, I, why? I don't think, I don't see what more this franchise had to say. And it well, you're just, the TV show. Uh, okay. Uh, I've never even seen it. I never saw it either. Is it on the WB? Is it on the WB? They're actually pretty decent for MTV. They were actually pretty decent for MTV. I actually heard that they were pretty good. Until you get better than Freddy's uh, Nightmare. Until you get to the third season, uh, Resurrection. And anytime you have Resurrection (laughs) behind it, you know it's going to be fucking atrocious. So, (laughs) Buster Rhymes didn't do any back kicks in that, did he? I still have fun watching that movie, but I did not have fun watching Scream season three. I can tell you that. Gotcha. Well, when 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 Scream Five hit, I I, I figured I I, th- I just thought it was going to be the standard because if you want to sum up reality, Scream One, Two, Three, and Four in ten seconds. I hate you, Sydney. Here's why: Sydney <laughs> kills him. Dewey comes in all covered in blood and says, "Way to go, Sid!" That's all four movies in, <laughs> in one sec. So when I heard they were making Part Five. I thought that's what we're getting. And now uh, they threw a curveball in there. I'll give them that. But this fell into not as bad as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was the same, but I didn't care what about you mean? Didn't you just like message me like a week and a half ago when Texas dropped and you said you enjoyed Texas Chainsaw more than Scream? I meant the the the, the, the gore and the kills, but I do not mean I did not mean at all that I enjoyed. <laughs> you give me the greater than sign. <laughs> Huh? It was greater than sign. <laughs> or you said you enjoyed it more. I enjoyed Texas Chainsaw more than Scream. I did. I can second that. Yeah. So Maybe it's just because of the gore. And I, at least I Leatherface was this true to his character. But when it comes to Scream 5, I got to go right for the ending of the two killers. I have to say the boyfriend I had pinned the whole time because I just looked at if I just looked at, well, if you're going to do a Billy Loomis thing, well then, okay, well, this is going to be his daughter. That'd be, I don't know. I just felt that was there. But when we got to the girl, this cute girl, that was the tag team partner of this dude. I don't know her. What did she speak for like three minutes in the movies? Do you remember her name? No. Amber, Amber Freeman. Amber. Well, well, what's her motive? (laughs) Her motive is exactly the question you posed to us earlier. Our horror fan suckers. Uh, it's about toxic fandoms. It's brilliant, in my opinion. Like, as somebody that writes and podcasts, like, a lot of people don't always agree with my reviews. And I'm not telling anybody they have to agree with me. You know, I'm just saying my personal opinion. But people will attack you for, you know, thinking differently than they do. And it, it, it's really kind of brilliant because it's really relevant. Because if you, like um, Matt was mentioning earlier, people are going crazy um, going at it over the Texas Chainsaw. It's about toxic fandoms. It's about their favorite franchise. This movie gets that on a whole other level, and it's brilliant. Like I don't I know if I do. I, it, it, no, trust me. I've lived it. I know it. Like I feel it. Like this movie. I don't know if it's maybe like maybe Matt and Tyler, the directors of the film. I I feel like. I mean, they didn't even necessarily write it, but I'm sure that they were involved in the writing process. But I feel like the writers, um, I think, um, I feel like they just got it. There's a speech in there um, that Jasmine, uh, Mindy makes Randy's uh, niece says in it. And she was like, to some people, the original is their favorite thing in the entire world. Like this, I felt like this movie was kind of made for the fan like me. 
And I feel like some people will get that. Some people won't. I, I completely understand that. And, um, you know, I love all walks of life and I appreciate all horror fans, but there is toxic fandom. And I love that the way that this movie broke it down and, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, there has to be something about, you know, calling just general horror fan suckers. Like, is that not kind of toxic? It's toxic, but I'm not going to go. Anybody? I'm not going to I'm not going to like pick up a knife and go <laughs> and try to make my own movie like that. Like I did that, that, that the, they had the boyfriend and you found two people to do this. Like two. Well, how did they find each other? Well, like did they were explaining uh, subreddit, they, I believe they said what they say. I think they said it was a subreddit. Mm. Which that's that's definitely something of this generation as well. Like I mean, that's no different than Mickey what and Mrs. Loomis finding each other on the dark web. Well, Mickey was a badass. I can believe Mickey was a, the probably the best badass out of all the bad guys because like so lucky to find Mrs. Loomis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I well, love part two. Like, I'm a huge advocate for part two. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, if you're going to say that these two people having chance encounters, like, you have to go back to that as well. Well, then that's a clone movie, then, is basically what you just told me. They well, just no, the recipe. It's, uh, it's a new generation. And it's using the technology of this new generation. And it follows the formula of the Scream franchise. Matt, what are you thinking here? Uh, me? Um, I love the original in 96. I saw it in an opening night and the reactions of, of the crowd were just, people were rabid. They were loving it. Um, for me, ever since after the first one, it just started to go like this. Uh, so I said, all right. And being the sucker that I am, I went on opening day to go watch the brand new one, had the whole theater to myself. I lucked out. I saw it on a Wednesday afternoon on a pre-screen. It was great. And when I walked out, my wife texted me and she goes, well, how was it? What'd you think of it? And I went, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. So I sat in my car and I made a 10 second review. And I said, if that's the last screen movie I ever see, it's going to be too soon. I just, I didn't like it. I did not like it to me. Have you watched something... it since? Yes, I have. I watched it two other times since then. And I okay. still don't like it. Not to shit on anybody's, I, I, you like what you like, but I didn't like it. To, and especially the opening when the girl's being terrorized in the opening. To me, I know we're in the technological age, but there's something very unfrightening about lock your doors. I just unlock your doors. Lock my doors. Someone just unlocked my door. To me, it doesn't, well, it doesn't work. It it just, yeah, I know. It's just, it's, I know that they, they used a lot of what they did in the first movie, which worked really well. And for the most part, it did work well in the new one, but in the overall scheme of things, I sincerely hope that was it. Like Halloween well, ends. A, Let me know a, that if you're gonna a make a scream. It's already in progress, so. <laughs> a what? Let's put it this way: if we have to look forward to it's another Halloween it's movie, filming at the end of the summer. Shut up. What Halloween? <laughs> what, what, what Halloween six? Halloween no, ends. That's scream six. Scream six. What, what, what are they gonna do now? <laughs> what, what, what the hell? You better come up with something seriously <laughs> brand new killer. as far as your killers for this are you gonna go? Are you going to go see it? Uh, maybe, maybe not. It, it's tough. I mean, I'll have to look at the, the trailer. You're not going to see the new Scream movie. I, I, I might watched it wait just until it streams. But I, I, I don't think I'm going to you know, bring the, to make this happen. I thought it'd be kind of cool to catch up and I'll be like, you know, like <laughs> you got to have some tops, but I... I I don't know. I, like, yeah. where where does the word do you put, Lacey? Where does your fandom end versus jump the shark with with anything? You know, I thought personally, like, so all right. So you talked about like ninety one, right? Yeah, so it was three when it was ninety one. So I didn't have that nostalgia for you know. I mean, I watched like like the first horror movie like I ever seen, or the first movie I seen like in a theater was Child's Play three. You know, so, I mean, I've been a fan since, like, the earliest I can remember. Um, and I, so, like, after that, like, I just wanted to get my hands or put my eyes on everything horror at that point. And so I got into the Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I was never, like, big on Texas Chainsaw. Like, I, I love part two. 
um because it's yeah. quirky and fun and it has one of the scariest scenes in a horror movie to me like when leatherface is on top of that fucking car and you know, like with the with the sorority or not sorority boys, but a fraternity yeah. boys or frat yeah. brothers, and like that scene, like still like gives me chills thinking about and the movie. Like as I rewatch it, like it's so ridiculous. But I love what you know, Toby Hooper did with that is because they wanted like he was reinventing the will himself at that time because he didn't want to make the same movie that he just made or you know that he had made years prior. So he decided just to go completely camp with it. And, you know, you got to respect him for that. And I personally, that's why I love that movie. And not only that, but it does actually have that scary movie. And I love the fact that they're feeding people chili with human remains. But um, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I do have appreciation for that. But like when I seen Scream um, in 96, um, well, I probably seen it in 97 because my mom rented it. I was like eight or nine years old. And I just remember like watching it and like, I love this whodunit aspect and all these other slashers have never done that for me. Like there was not the like psychological mind game that, you know, the other big franchises had, this one had this whole other element of whodunit. And that's what I love about Scream is I love a fucking whodunit. I hope I can cuss on this show. I'm sorry. I never asked prior. But, no. <laughs> okay. And cause I have no filter and, um, but th that was just this whole element. And as long as they make these movies, like even if they make another Texas change, I'm going to watch that too. But the fact is like, yes, it was like a little bit blatantly obvious in who the killer was in this, but I don't think that stopped me from having fun because then like you start to guess you second guess yourself. You're like, well, that's gotta be too obvious. Who else can it be now? Who's going to die out of the legacy characters? Who's going to, you know, like it, it has this whole other element. So for me with the scream franchise, like, I think I will die on this hill. Like, mm -hmm. I, I I think I will never not defend it. Like, I'm very passionate about it. Um, and I really love the fact that, you know, they did it for Wes. They named a character in the film Wes. And, you know, when they all toast him and um, when that, that character dies, sorry, spoilers. And, um, you know, they all toast him and for Wes. And they have all of these... Um, past cast members from the previous films do like voiceovers in that moment. You know, like they had like Hayden Pinchier, they had the Jamie Kennedy, Stu, um, Matthew Lillard. Um, they had so many yeah. other people. Yeah. Like, I just can't think of them all right now, but the fact that it is, it was basically a love letter. And I don't even think they anticipated this film to do that. Well, because technically speaking, I believe four was a bomb. So um, compared to the other three at that time. So this one did tremendously well. So obviously it's going to get greenlit for a next one, right? Like it made so much money. So, but for me, it comes down to the whodunit aspect and the psychological warfare that I play with my brain as I'm watching these films. So it's fun for me. And I wish people had as much fun as I did. <laughs> I totally get that. But yeah, I just, I just, uh, I don't know. Everything died after three, I feel like. That's my personal opinion. And I don't think I could watch another one, honestly. See, I hated out. three when it came out. Like, I was so mad at it. I was like, this doesn't feel like Scream. So, like, but I've come to more appreciation because of the killer in that. Uh, not right. the acting, but because of the killer and his motive. Like, I'm behind it now. I, I didn't mind the whole mom thing, too. You got to learn about Mrs. Prescott and, you know, I, I didn't mind. I, I like the, thir the third one, but. Well, as we all universally agree, the first one's where it's at. I mean, yeah. you, 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 you don't. But I also understand being a complete hypocrite of saying saying this here, but we all know you're always going to ride Scream 5, 6, 7, 8 to 10 and anything else because Michael Myers is already a built product. Leatherface is already a <laughs> built product. To jump on something like you know, my franchise, The Dark Military, or anyone else from the ground up, you got to throw money at that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? A big studio has got to come in and put heavy money behind it. Mm -hmm. So I'm always about like get psyched when I see something like Hellfest or happy, happy death day to you, or even the James Wan universe. Some people aren't into, I'm into it because I'm just happy. Like, Oh, he gave us like seven new franchises of characters. Like you like some, not like the others. I, I like all his stuff. I'm just happy there's something new. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I like the nun. I like Annabelle. Like some people are like, what well, these aren't slashers. Okay, sorry, I didn't write it, man. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> <Doesn't have to laughs> <be. laughs> I just wish they could. I wish. I just wish Hollywood had some more creativity. That's all. I just wish they would stop right. remaking and remaking and remaking and just. I don't. Know, yeah. I'm, I, I don't need I don't need my classic horror films with cell phones in it now. Like that, that doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. Well, uh, Christina, so um, the Scream movie actually brought up the the term. I mean, it's been loosely used like over the years, but I think now probably because there's such a eyes on Scream, the term mm-hmm. elevated horror. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of that term? Elevated horror. Yeah, like. Like the Babadook or Mother or the Lighthouse, you know. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's just not for me. Like, you know, I, 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 What's I. the definition of elevated horror? horror? Yeah, what, what do they consider when they, they yeah. make it, that to me can mean a, a lot of different things. I think, I think it's basically like psychological horror maybe, or, that, I mean, that's how I always kind of see the movies that they're describing in this, you know. Is that like um, midsummer? Because like yeah, I personally yeah. hated that movie. I did not like it at all. So I'm guessing <laughs> that was that, interesting. It was very yeah, they could have edited forty minutes out of it. Mm-hmm. Anything but I liked it. But it was Wicker Man. That's all it was. Was this another yeah. Wicker Man? Right. I liked Midsummer, but I already kind of like see where this is. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three on one, but that's okay. <laughs> I just said I like Midsummer. I think they could have caught forty minutes out of it. That's all. They could have. They could have. They well, they got even the director's cut that's even longer. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> the only director's cut I like is Zack Snyder. So I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. But you know, I grew up on the Justice League, so <laughs> that's what I wish we could do to horror movies. Be like, that sucked. Go back. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> Go back. Right. That's a good point. Somebody else cut this. Yeah. 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 I thought Halloween Kills ending was a joke. I was like, wait, hang on. We're getting in like an after credit scene. Like something's coming. Like that I did so I many. Didn't see it yet, so don't spoil it for me. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> you see Halloween oh, Kills? I haven't seen it yet. No. You're going you're gonna to probably cry. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I fell asleep in the last one too in the movie theater. Which one was that? Um, oh, the one from 2018. I, yeah. I, I, I don't even remember 18 too much after the first five minutes. I, I, yeah, I, I can't it, remember because there's so many of them. Yeah. Just, it's just one of those movies that you watch and after it's over, you're like, I really couldn't see myself going back and watching it again. It's just, it's a one-timer. Yeah. Two, like, you have to go in the mindset like you're in a horror movie. Okay, the guy has natural superpower uh, of some right. sort of superpower, but... That beginning of 2018, just there's certain some things that you can't write and get this script approved. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea that two podcasters went to the police station and said, Oh, we're podcasters. We like that murder mask over there from 40 years ago. Why? We're gonna go to the asylum and they're gonna willingly let us in, which their job is to keep people calm. And be like, yo, we want to see if we get a rise out of this guy. Oh, and then they get out there and they don't stand in front of him. They they stand with his back so he can't see it, which defeats the whole freaking purpose. I was out right there. I was out right there. And I hardly remember anything after that. Mm-hmm. I think I got lost with Dr. Sartain and when he put the that was just mask on. I was just beyond like, is this happening right stupid. now? Stupid. Yeah. Like <laughs> painful like like all right these people claim to be like fans like shouldn't they just like i would know like if i was sitting there like directing this fucking piece of shit like i'd be like okay people are just gonna be like that's not spooky or scary they're gonna hate this character and then they're gonna but i feel like they feel like because he got his head curb stomped that that's the redeeming quality and i think that that's where these filmmakers go wrong you know like, this is a character that's supposed to be driving the story, and this is how, like, we're supposed to care because Michael doesn't, never gave a fuck about Lori. Like, they took away the sibling aspect, so there real is, is really no connection to them anymore, right? So you had to have a driving force, which is, do- the, they've created the worst character in the franchise, in my opinion, <laughs> Dr. Sartain, and... He just had no purpose. Know. He was there no. for nothing, basically. Aside, aside just, from getting him to, you know, go back to his roots and connecting him with Lori again. 
which was his goal to see him in his natural habitat. Like there are cool moments in these movies. I can't lie. Yeah, you know? yeah there's fun, um, fun instances, but. Um, but overall plot. Whole... Yes. Dumb. Yeah. Especially at the end of, of kills, just like you got your, you got Jamie Lee Curtis, her entire, <laughs> she's in the back of a truck saying, let him burn. And then she goes to the hospital and that's her entire movie like she didn't cross paths with 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 her rival she had a surgery and for some odd reason i don't know four or five hours later after she tries to burn them she after a surgery i guess she has wi-fi in her head where the (laughs) world wide web downloaded to her and that cop sitting next to her they now know what michael myers is you didn't (laughs) how this, this how I just always scream at the end. How you're just in a hospital? What did you learn <laughs> from, from, from the burning house to that? I, I was I was all over the place with that. I, yeah, that's why I say the suckers things of this like yo. Uh, is it kind of like yo? They'll, they'll, those horror fans will they'll, they'll eat shit. They'll eat anything. You know that's well, that's why I wonder if the studios are doing. Well, well that's the thing, and um, you know, so just because we have these moments in these movies. Like, are you guys, like, I feel like there's, like, the gore hounds, like, the people that just want to see kills. Um, like, kills, like, literally, not just the I, movie. I know what you're saying. Um, I'm not like, arguing that part at all. Is plot important to you? Plot and plot is, is, is everything. Because if I'm not yeah. following a story, if it's not well written, I can't get behind the characters. Yeah. I understand right. the horror movie fans that, like, love, they got to have that blood. If that's yeah. in there, cool, but that, that's not what sells me. There has to be some kind of spine to it, some kind of foundation and a brace, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can, unless you were just. I gotta, I gotta care for characters. I just, because yeah, I mean, I, as fun as they are, even the kills, believe it or not, after a while can get a little stale if it's the same shit over and over again. I have to have something to fall back on. And if yeah. they're, I, what I'm falling back on is like <laughs> the shit we've been seeing. It's, you're not, you're not convincing me of anything. Well, it's like, um, you know, there was that meme going around, like, right after Texas Chainsaw got released of Sally with the chainsaw. And uh, then you mm. have that Michael with the chainsaw, and they're like, recreation or wish version or whatever. Like, By the way, she was alive with a, a chainsaw through her body. Yeah, like, that thing went through her. <laughs> and a rather, and a rather was- calm look on her face when she was getting sawed in half. Yeah, I thought she did this, like, she would split in half, kind of, like, terrify her. You know, like, like she would just split straight through. Yeah. No, like, I feel bad for poor Sally Hardesty and, you know, the legacy of this character that got away. And this is what they did to that poor character? Yeah. That's shitting on the right. character. Bitch. Well, if I was her, I'd be fucking out of there. I wouldn't even be near that fucking guy. Were you mad at that? Because I, I thought she was at least going to get, like, some sort of revenge or at least stop him. She literally did nothing. Yeah. Like, and she's, like, been, she's been searching for Leatherface her whole fucking life. Yeah. And- <laughs> and this is but, like she gets like three minutes of screen time. But I mean, if you're thinking about it, and she was right behind the motherfucker, and then she just stands there and she's like, "What's my fucking name, bitch?" And I'm like, "Excuse me, like, boom." But I mean, if you <laughs> if you look chance. at the end of the you look at the end of the original movie, she was reduced to and granted, I'll say that what she went through wasn't you know horrific and traumatic, but she was reduced into like just this. She was hopeless. She was helpless. She was in the truck <laughs> and driving away. And she was reduced to this babbling, screaming fool. You're gonna tell me after all this time now? She's like, "Gotta get that motherfucker back." It's about, you know what I mean? She just, to me anyway, I would think that the mere thought or sight of this guy would have turned her back into who she was in the original movie. Now all of a sudden, she's like Linda Hamilton in fucking Terminator Two, and she's ready to just. Yeah, everyone goes back to Terminator 2 with women. They're just like, oh, well, we'll bring her back. But it's like, yo, Linda Hamilton was in shape. Well, I was thinking they were trying to make her like, yeah. yeah. I was thinking they were trying to make her like Laurie Strode. And yeah. It's like a mix between that and Sarah Connor. <laughs> they failed on all levels, whatever the fuck we got. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she's like, make sure he's dead because he'll forever haunt you. Instead, these bitches just getting, like, she clips his chin. Literally just clips his chin. He falls into this puddle. That's what it looked like. And then they get into this car that automatically drives itself, apparently. 
Is that a Tesla? Did they do Tesla that? Tesla autopilot. Yep, it's a beautiful thing. Honestly, I knew it wasn't over until he did the chainsaw dance. Like he the didn't do the chainsaw dance, and then he did it, and I was like, "There he is." And, and what is he? Like, why can't he die? Like, how how come he could get he could get shot? Oh, and he only he... got clipped on the chin. Yeah, so shouldn't that have went right through his into his skull? Well, look at how it's done. It's basically like if somebody like it was like a barely uppercut, you know. <laughs> Like yeah. it was, it was like the pussiest, like fucking, like whatever, like thrust of a chainsaw I've ever seen in any. But I mean, even the, like he slipped on a banana. He was just like, whoop. Even the the, the post credit scene. Yeah, the post credit scene. Where he's, what was the post credit uh, scene? Because I didn't see it. I heard. You just about see it. him walking back to the original house from the first yeah. movie. Basically uh, setting it up for another wherever wherever the hell that house was in relation to the town he was in. Now he just he just kept walking with the chains on the street, and you see he's walking up the driveway. You know well, why the so, fuck did no. he not? Why was the move like if it was such in walking distance to where he doesn't need <laughs> medical attention? I don't even know where it was. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. We don't know the proximity. So do you no, want to think I, if there's if there there's since he he made the internet, he made Facebook Live killing people on a bus. Yeah, so. You wouldn't think the cops would be like, let's go back where the original shit happened. <laughs> that kind of story. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. So, no, that's a great point. Yeah. That's yeah. a great point. I didn't think of it like that, honestly. <laughs> Definitely had its flaws, that's for sure. But it was, you know. yeah. I do I, like how they brought a lot of the aspects of today's life, though, into that movie. Just like the whole bus scene that you were talking about, Lauren. You know, yeah. like. The whole cancel culture. It was just like that right there. That whole scene killed me. Like it was just, it was perfect. You know? Yeah. Yep. Wasn't any of you thinking what I was though? Like you always put yourself in a situation when he committed to the left or the right killing someone, I'm diving over the other side of the seat. I just got to take a shot. I'm not getting some. I'm go out the back. <laughs> yeah. I would have used somebody to get out the yeah, back. I would have yeah. used the biggest fat person. You're going into exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting off that bus. Yeah. Somehow. Well, they also used what yeah. Candyman did with the gentrification in this one. Uh, so I feel like it's kind of mm -hmm. just like taking the moments that work in other movies and trying to make it work into one. And it just, it's not cohesive for this type of movie, in my opinion. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. But it's like, like I did enjoy watching it. Like I didn't hate it, but it's, no, it was fun. It's it's just a hack and slash at this point. That's all this one is, in my opinion. Basically, yeah, yep. You know, it doesn't it doesn't progress his story. Um, I mean, you get more backstory, I guess, because this is supposed to be a direct sequel to seventy six. Is it seventy six? Seventy four. Seventy four. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing the second one didn't happen in this. This, yeah, they, they just went from the first to this one. So this is technically yeah. part two, I guess, is what. The, why I don't want, get why they're just calling it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they're willingly, like, the first one happened. They tell you that at the beginning. So this is technically right. they should have called it something. Like yeah, um, like even just forty like years later, ECM forty. Yeah, that's it. You should have just did something simple like that. <laughs> Because now, I mean, if, like if, a newer generation says, you see a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, back. Like, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he went on the bus. But like, you saw the. Wait a minute, you know about the seventies, right? Like, <laughs> it's almost as if you you know you watch the movie. It's almost like the writers kind of gave up. They they stacked the deck at the very beginning of the movie, and after the beginning of the movie happened, you kind of got the backstory. You understood what was going on, and after that, it was almost like the writers went, "All right, fuck it." Story's over, backstory's over, just just kill everybody for the rest of the movie. Because after a while, you weren't like, Oh, that was the reasoning for that. Oh, that was the reasoning for that. No, that all that shit took place in the first 15, 20 minutes. I mean, what he didn't pick up the fucking chainsaw, it, which was conveniently stored on the wall of the house for the last what 40, 45 years, which ran with no gas, no oil, just fired yeah. right up, no problem. You know, but it's just it, it's almost as if the writers went, Okay, here we go, 15, 20 minutes. Here's your nice little storyline. After that, we're going to abandon. We're just going to get people fucking sliced in half. So, <laughs> well, Christina, I want to ask you. Uh, uh, you mentioned that you did like makeup and effects. Um, mm -hmm. So, out of all the movies that we've talked about, um, the ones that you've seen, anyways, um, what effects did or makeup did you like the best? Um, 
out of like well the texas chainsaw massacre the new one um i'll be honest with you the the effects were pretty good there were some practical effects and there was also some cgi a little mix of both um but overall i thought the practical effects in the texas chainsaw massacre were pretty good um, but I also noticed that in Scream 5, I'm just going to say Scream 5. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's okay. Um, but I did notice that some of the practical effects in that movie, too, were actually pretty gruesome more than the was other that one. When the, neck was really the neck, yeah. I thought that was actually really cool. And I like how they like, really got real close and personal with that because typically you know, with practical effects, they're not, you know, they got to be more. Yeah. You don't see them, but they also have to be perfect because then they won't look real. So, right. um, I do think that the effects in both movies were very good, but there was always, there's always CG and we, let's face it. We hate it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally hate it. I am always looking for practical in every movie. And if there is none when there should be, then it's already, you know, down on my radar. So that's what I wanted to ask Christina. Cause you, like I said, you've done the, the whole makeup thing and, and Lauren, you've, you've been behind the lens. What I never understood. I never got it because I was never you know, in the whole aspect of the, of the movie making business, but is it, is CGI more of a cost cutting measure or is it more expensive to do CGI than a practical effect? It's definitely much more cost. It's, it's very much cost effective because okay practical effects i mean there's so much that goes into it there's pre-production and then there's on-set makeup um you know it there's a lot that goes into it and it's very time consuming so and, and, and it, then it makes if, if i had like christina there doing everything and there was no like nothing done on the computer if who knows we could where you could just hit a snag yeah. So we might it might take an entire day to kill one person, and now I got okay. you got to pay the cinematographer the location. You got to buy more food for everybody. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's she's like totally she's fun. right on that. That that is why, like in the dark military, I was, yeah, there was kills in it, but there was a lot of off screen kills out of twenty six mm -hmm. because we started losing time, and mm -hmm. I'm like, that's great, get them out of there. Like like right. we, we we can't lose this. We only have so much money. We got to finish this. Mm -hmm. and I I feel like back in the 80s when like, you know, effects were really big is because it was so new and people were just doing it because it was fun. Like they didn't really give a yeah. shit about the money. But now it's like, you know, stuff's the, getting more advanced, stuff costs more money. Um, and it's just it's it's a more costly job. And, you know, I, it's I'm hoping that people will continue to do this because honestly, I'm not seeing it very often. That's why it's yeah. not my full time job. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad, it's a dying skill, I would say, you know, I did a review on um, Casper, <laughs> um, which was 1995. And uh, some of the things that like I learned while like researching into doing this review was mm -hmm. that one of the moments because Casper was like CGI, right? And um, to have the ghosts interact with or like touch humans, it was so costly to do that. Like they had to cut back on doing that. Like it was like half a million. Um, so like they couldn't, and that, that's just CGI. But now like technology, like as you said, it's so far advanced. Like it's crazy to think that like it was half a million just to have a ghost like go through that. And now it's probably like not even that it's much. nothing yeah that's it's crazy 95 to now which isn't that far like that makes me feel old to think about you know yeah. um but like we've come so far in such a span of time it's almost scary yeah and that's 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 the scary part it's just like more and more people are making movies but you know it's all about cost it's all about location who's gonna give me the best tax break so on and so forth you know and it's you know it's 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 sad, like you said, they wouldn't even film the new Texas Chainsaw in Texas. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> do you think? Do you think it hurts these movies? Like, do you think that plays a factor in like they're just cutting costs at all? Absolutely. Like I said, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, which is you know George George Romero. That's where he's always filmed Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. I grew up right down the street from where uh, Day of the Dead was filmed like five minutes away from that place. And then when they did Land of the Dead, they did it in Canada. Better taxes, yep. Because of tax purposes, but then they did B-roll of Pittsburgh. And it's just like, 
the fans see that shit and that does take a big hit against, you know, I think your ratings. Not to uh, detour, but Christina, I just noticed. I, uh, oh my God, we have the same. <laughs> love your blanket. <laughs> Look at that. The same one. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Too. Uh, see, I have to get one of those now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Her place is Nobody ridiculous. Nobody wants my awesome. spring backpack. <laughs> I know. I love that we're all wearing some kind of horror-related thing. Where's your shirt, Lauren? What, what you don't like? I'm kind of all time. That's frightening enough, That's right a, there. Yeah. All right, I'm doing a shot in that honor. <laughs> to make yeah. you not wearing a black t-shirt, I never do. I'm always going. <laughs> I'm always at the horror movie convention, never in a black t-shirt, ever. <laughs>